So, welcome again to another episode of Everything Cool. And I'm here with a guest today. We're going to make a whole appearance act in three, two, one. Oh my goodness, <laughs> the magician is here. The magician, <laughs> Magasso. But before we get to him, you know what it is, is the niggas of Nassau, San Antonio, Alexander, Lord, Jalen Wood, at your service here on another episode of Everything Cool. The tourists come over to chill on the beach But they don't come over the hill where we sleep We got nightmares and they got fantasies No sanity, it's just insanity My mommy hoping nothing happens to me So t- today we have a special guest. You can cut to the guest, Chris. We got Chris on the boards in the box. <laughs> so we have. Please introduce yourself. Uh, my name is uh, Eduardo Daxon, and if you can't remember that, everyone knows me as uh, Magasso Two Four Two on Twitch and on Instagram and on Facebook and on YouTube. And then I also um, I'm the balloon guy, the magic guy. Yeah, magic man, balloon man, all that. That's 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 all I do right now. Soon to be guitar man. Oh no, still practicing. <laughs> I say yet, not yet, almost. I I I close to where I won't be, uh, and by that I mean like this close. But you know. <laughs> all right. So before we get into sort of unpacking the man, the myth, the mm. magasso, <laughs> um. We have a special segment called the Beaming Word Phrase, the saying of the day. Okay, and we okay. normally give that to our special guests. All so right. take it away. What What is your word, Beaming Word Phrase, the saying? My saying? Yeah. My Lord. Uh, uh, <laughs> I think my most, the, I just say, well, well, motto is, oh, well, Rastafari. Well, okay, that's what well, we never we like, never heard with Rastafari. Right. Like, like whenever something stupid happened, you like I everyone to see it on my stream I'd be like, well, Rastafari. <laughs> so for our international audience, please tell us well well Rastafari. Or some people say, well, far right. Uh, yeah, what does that mean? I I don't know what it means. I just heard someone say, <laughs> I just heard someone exclaim that at the very like at the top of their lungs one time, I was, we was out, I was out drinking with some friends and something happened across, I think it was a car crash. Hmm. And the guy who was in the crash, <laughs> the guy who was in the crash comes out, I think the adrenaline was going through his body. He like walks out of the car, looks at the car that he just wrecked and he shouts very loudly, well, rest of us. <laughs> and goes back in the car <laughs> and they just wait for the police to come I was like well muddle <laughs> from that I just started saying that I was like alright cool mm. I guess I guess that's well rastified that's what we're doing then. Mm. <laughs> that's very interesting so 
The first burning question is probably like, where did Magasso come from? Okay, so <laughs> I, I explain it. Everyone is asked this question. I I don't know why people don't watch these videos that I put out. They don't watch the other stuff. But anyway, <laughs> so when I used to work at Senior Frogs, right? I used to do balloons over at Senior Frogs. What was which year this was? This, this was, Jesus, 2007. No, not seven. 2015, 60, I, I have to remember. Oh. 20, 2015, 2014, 15, I think. Yeah. Was it? Probably. Or maybe it was before that. I think it was I think it was before that. So it probably was 2007 or, or eight, around that time. Mm. Yeah. Like when I, you know the guy who was the clown there who used to do the balloons? You ever used to go in now? No, I just started going to Senior Frogs. Well, a long time ago, <laughs> this guy who used to dress up as a clown, he had, like, the makeup and everything. Uh-huh. And he used to walk around doing, like, balloons for people. His name was Enrique. Um, all in, that's his last name. Awesome guy at balloons. Like, I aspire, I aspire to be like him every day because... Um, and he keeps telling me that I'm better than him now. I'm like, nah, not yet. <laughs> I always say that to myself because I don't like thinking that I'm better than anybody. Uh-huh. Not yet. So I always say that, but um, I like I I liked his way of working because he could go to any table, and anybody ask him to make anything, that was it. He had it, he had it, like just like that. I want you to make this. All right, cool. There you go. That's what I aspire to be when I do balloons. Mm. So anyway, I don't get off topic. So while I was working at, at Senior Frogs, there were, um the managers there knew that I did magic too, so. There was this um, Mexican fella that used to work there. I think he's still there. He, he came back from Mexico now. Um, his name is uh, Celso. Celso was like one of the cool managers. And he would call me Magasso. And I was like, what does that mean? And he's like, I think it's a Spanish, because he's Mexican. I think it's either a Mexican or a Spanish, like, Maybe he Ma- made a play, a play on words, but yeah. like in, in his language, yeah. to say super magic. Mm. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, that's what he said it was. I was like, okay. I come to find out that Magasso is an actual word in the Filipino language that means that you're lazy. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I'm like, like, wow. I'm not dropping the door. I'm going to keep it. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, that's where Magasso came from. So when um, when I said when I decided to start streaming, I was wondering what name would I name myself. And this had been years. I had left Senior Frogs years ago, and then like that just popped into my like he used to call me Magasso. So all right, I'll go with that Magasso two four two, and that was it. That's mm. that's how that came. So you were basically you was Deku before Deku. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I that's, Deku'd myself. Yeah, he <laughs> was Deku before Deku. Man, that's a good one. I like that. <laughs> yeah. All right, so tell us about some of your origins, because from you saying you was working in Senior Frogs mm-hmm. from that time, and as of this recording, single mile was yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. But tell us about your origins growing up in Nassau, like, and what prompted you to say, bang, I have a career in magic and balloons in the Bahamas? Uh, I tell everyone, and this is the honest to God truth, I tell everyone that the reason why I got into doing magic and balloons is because, well, 
for one, I was enamored by being a, um, like magicians. I've been to magic shows. There was this guy named Uncle Randy who used to come to schools, like to primary schools when I was in, when I was in primary school, and he used to come and do magic tricks, Christian stuff. I was like, oh, you know. <laughs> It was like, uh, okay, all right, whatever. But it was it was magic tricks. It was like, all right, cool. So, you know. But I mean it was all fun. it was it was all cool and I, I, I was just floored by that. Right. But um I always say that the reason why I got into doing magic and balloons was because I wanted to do something that I wanted to do something that no one else was doing. Um, <laughs> oh, oh sorry. As Chris trying to do the escape. <laughs> I always wanted to do something that nobody else was doing. Everybody was off trying to be doctors or lawyers or uh, something or the other or whatever. And I just wasn't into any of that. So I was like, uh, I could just, I'll just do, um, I'll just do um, what I want to do. So I started like, you know, um, and then my mom like took me to a magic show once. And, and the, the, I tell this story all the time because it should not have happened. It shouldn't have happened. Mm. I went to Crystal Palace. My mom took me. I was ten. So that's when Crystal Ballas had all them shows and yes, this was the cabaret show where the dancers were topless. Oh, and here's me, a ten year old kid, and they're looking at like breasts. (laughs) You know, I'm like, yo, (laughs) what is going on? (laughs) I was like, mommy, is there something I need to know? (laughs) (laughs) Then this magician comes out and starts doing like he has a whole act and everything, and it was cool. It was cool. That that. That like took over everything. I I didn't care about the topless dancers anymore. I just I was looking at this guy like stand on top of this box with this woman put him in, and then the woman like covers the cape and herself, and when she comes back, it's the guy, and the woman is now in the box. Mm. I was like, yo, that's that's pretty cool. But um, I just started like looking at stuff like that, like um, and then um, what's his name, David Blaine, started doing things on on television. And then I found books on magic and, and like, from when I was coming up, we didn't have USBs yet. Right. We had floppy disks. Yeah, so remember. one of my friends found, like, the PDF of, like, you know, the, the one of the magic texts and whatever. And I was like, oh, this how to do card tricks. All right, cool. And he put on a floppy disk for me. So I was like, oh, okay. Now, how do I? So I had to go by my friend who had a computer because I didn't have a computer yet. So I mm-hmm. go read the book and practice stuff. It was crazy, man. It was crazy. But um, I did everything I needed, I had to do. Then I started, then I went to New York. I went to the, I became a member of the magic shop, uh, the Rogue's Magic and Fun Shop. Um, God, it, 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 that was one of the best places I've ever been. And I think it's the place that actually formed me as a magician because um, while, um, while a lot of people just learn tricks, just so they could do them. Like going and being around the same people, they actually mold you into like what you need to be like to perform as a performer and, and an entertainer. So it was good to be in that same circle because I learned like what to do, what not to do, how to stand up on stage, how to not do that. And then I found like, I, like after doing all that, I found like I had more of a love for close-up magic, which is like a setting like this, where it's just me on a table, doing card tricks and coin tricks or like tricks with like small things with like a semicircle of like 20 to 30 maximum people mm-hmm. and or, or just doing like walk around magic where I go to like you know bar mitzvahs and 
wedding um, um, receptions and, you know, stuff like that, or birthday parties and walk around, dinner parties and stuff like that, and just do magic to the guests and stuff like that. I, I, that's what I like doing. How was this received? Because for those who don't know, this man, I wouldn't say out your age or nothing like that. <laughs> but you know you what kind of man you is when you mention certain names. Because plenty of uh, people today know what Crystal Palace is. And <laughs> Crystal Palace at its height. Crystal Palace. Uh, at its height. I decided you talking about late 80s, early 90s to mid 90s. Yeah. <laughs> where they had those shows because by the early yeah. 2000s started to wane. Mm-hmm. But understanding at that time, it ain't this time now where a behemoth is a little bit more accepted. Mm-hmm. You're talking about back then. We're talking about like 30 years ago. When people tell you trying to do Machi, oh, he trying to be an ex old way mind. Like, what? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Like, you had an E-Push Rock with that on, like, but you trying to do Macho Man? I still got people calling me, though, man. (laughs) (laughs) I got some people that's calling me, and I can realize, be like, what model is dread? (laughs) So, like, there's this dude, uh, sorry, sorry about that. There's this dude who's a good friend of mine, and every time I do a trick, (laughs) every time I do a trick, you always bleep out the cuss words, right? Yeah. (laughs) He's be like, every time I do a trick, he's like, I know how you do that. I was like, how I do it? You saw <laughs> Every time without fail. <laughs> oh man. But no, I didn't have that much pushback except like from my parents, because my parents didn't didn't see the, the the thing the thing in it. And I think that's why I am such an av- advocate for um avenues for kids to, to other avenues that are just that it, that aren't solely based on academics because mm-hmm. everyone wants to learn everyone every parent wants their child to like excel academically and do this and become the doctor or the lawyer you think that's a more modern take than because i don't think it that was always the case when you have more trade schools and people work more behind well, we still have a trade school the only, yeah, diff- the only difference is we have ain't no emphasis on it yeah we yeah. have to pay more for it because i mean let's be real it's either it's either one thing or the next. It's either you um, let the kids them learn the trade that they want to learn. Like if they want to be a mechanic, like they could be a mechanic. If they want to be a welder, they could do it. You either let them learn it or wait till anatomy takes over and like like autonomy takes over and like now the machines are doing it. Now they don't have jobs and now they can't work. So right. what now? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because. Is a, obviously the argument actually being in the creative space mm-hmm. there's always been this argument for the last I say 10 years to where it's like wait why did we especially during the product days like why did we move away from the blue collar work because mm-hmm. everybody can be the doctor lawyer this that and that or whatever but everybody house need to get built these things need to get well pipe need to get lit mm-hmm. you know roar need to get paved mm-hmm. and then this whole you know you Obviously, the immigration thing comes into play and things like that, but it's like, but, bro, we need more blue-collar workers. I agree with that. I also think it's a situation of where, like, people are money-hungry. But I, I feel I'm trying to break out of this habit of saying that people over here are different. I always say, well, especially people over here. I'm trying to break out of the habit because I'm realizing more and more that it's not just here. It's a global I thing. know that there are some things that are, that happen here that are specific, specific to us. Yeah. But I, I try to, I'm trying not to blanket that with everything, but I feel strongly that a lot of Bahamians, what they do, 
is they if a person say they want to get into a certain line of work even if it's blue collar work the first thing they think about or their parents think about is the money yeah. Oh, 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 you can be a mason. Oh, that's make good money. Yeah. You know, you can be a mechanic. Oh, that make good money if you work it, you know. And I just be like, babe, what if they don't want to do it for the money, babe? Like, mm. if you think about, like, I wanted to do this. I knew I wanted to be an entertainer. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I knew it was in me to be an entertainer. So I wasn't really thinking about the money. I should have at some at some degree I should have. Mm. But I was only thinking about entertaining people. When I started thinking about the money, I started thinking about the money too much and it was like and it affected like what I was doing. You know what I'm saying? And then when I got to that perfect balance where I could like focus on the entertainment more than more so than the money like like with me it's a hard and fast thing. I charge this much. If you can't pay this then I can't do it for you. I'm sorry. I'm not giving you any discounts. You're not going to be like, well, you can't do it for, no, I can't because I got bills to pay too, just like you. Mm. So what you saying? No, yes, because I'm moving on. That's all I just do. Mm. And it, my way ain't for everybody. Every, a lot of people just do things differently, but that's how I do my, that's how I do things. But I think that everyone needs to get out of the idea of the whole money thing. And just, if that's something that they want to do, the money will come like, I don't know if you listen to Pete and Bass. There's two um, old British rappers. Yeah, that's the first time I hear about that. listen. <laughs> I can, we can talk about that again. But okay. one, of them said, one of them said something that was really profound. And, and I just heard it like a few weeks ago, and I wish that I had heard that earlier. He said, if you do something you like, it may, it'll make you money. If you do something to make money, you won't make money. Actually, I heard that that same before. Yeah. So because see, when you focus on the money, you lose the passion, and the work suffers. So um, that's why I, in my process, I had to start thinking about why my extracurricular activities feel like a chore, and mm. it's like okay, I'm doing this to try to make it make money mm. versus just doing it because I like to do mm. it. And when you change that approach, it can become easier and more less and more effortless mm. to do. But I think we focus on the money because it's always like, but yeah, you can do this, but this ain't paying the bills to. Mm-hmm. Or like you don't want to be a bum or, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, especially when you're doing things that are not the norm for society. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I know that because many things I do. Are, it's like sort of innovative mm-hmm. to where it's like I never thought behemoths could do fill in the bank. Yeah. Oh man. Oh man. I I I I is that's one of the, that's one of the things right there. I think we have indigenous like specific to us. It's like you do something and then and then it's like I didn't know you had no behemoth doing this or like even as even me doing balloon art or me doing my. How do you I even get into the balloon art thing? The, I got the balloon out through magic, like, and that, that's a that's a that's a different story. One of my uh, one of my uh-huh. magician buddies, his name is Baldy. Baldy the clown is a big and tall man. Okay, he's like, if you see him walk into a room, you like you will not you will not good because he he looks like he could put his whole hand on your face like Andre the Giant. Hmm. But he's a cool guy. That's the coolest thing about him, and he like. He does really awesome balloons. So 
I I am I am I am by no way means religious, and I don't know if he is. So I just I just saying that as a preface to what I'm about to say. Mm-hmm. On the day before I was leaving New York at the magic shop, he came to the magic shop, and we was like having a little good goodbye thing because I was leaving. I was already there for like a year, and he was like, "Hey, I don't know, like I like no, you know, I don't want you to think this is weird or anything, but I just felt led to tell you this." I think you should do balloons. Like, I know what's going to happen when you go back home to, 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 to Nassau. When you go back home to the Bahamas, you can get all happy about learning all the stuff you learned in magic and you can just go headstrong into doing magic. You know, you can do all the things, but you ain't going to make that much money. But I'm telling you, if you want to make some money on the side, learn how to do balloons. That's all That's all the advice I can give you. And do with that advice what you will. And that was it. Hmm. So I came to Nassau and I didn't listen to Word he said, I went, right, I went right into doing magic, like for real. Uh-huh. But it happened just as he said because I started getting like phone calls where people would call and they'd be like, "Hey, you doing um, you do you do magic, right?" I was like, "Yeah, are you do balloons too?" No. All right, we can call you back. Never call back. And I got calls like that over and over and over, and I was like, "Wow, this is this is messed up." So. One one day on one of these particular calls, I lied to the woman. I told the woman, yeah, I do do I do know how to do balloons. Hmm. She's like, all right, cool. So the party is Saturday. It was Friday. No, it was Thursday. So the party is on Saturday, and we want you to be there for um, 11. That's cool. I'm like, yeah, okay. So now I hang up off the phone with this woman. I just lied to this woman and told her that I do balloons. I now have to learn how to do balloons. I have no, 48 hours. I'm, in a, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm at my parents' house. There's no internet. YouTube just came, just blew up, but there wasn't that much stuff on it yet. So I'm like, how the fuck are you learn how to do balloons? So are you talking about this like around 04, 05? No. This was, this was around, I came back in 2000. I came back home in 2008. I think to, it was 2008 because it was the year... The year the um, the year the New York Giants beat the Patriots when the Patriots swept the entire that was oh seven that was oh seven yeah because I, I I remember that specifically because on my way home everyone in the airport was talking about that that's the one thing I remember but I was I I remember two things I was sad because I was leaving New York and the Magic Shop and that was going on yeah that's oh seven February that was 2007? yeah February right. was that that the day after the game was when I left to come back home. Hmm. So I was like, all right. But um, that happened in 2007. Then. So yeah, that means I probably didn't work senior frogs. Now I think about it, I didn't work senior frogs until 2009, 10. Yeah, 10, 10 or 11. Yeah, one of those. So I, um, so now it's like, what am I going to do? So I found this, um, I found Yellow Pages. And I started looking for like clowns or whatever. And I saw this one lady who was a clown. And I call her. It's like, I don't know, seven, seven going on eight o'clock. So I'm like, hi. Right. So I call the lady and she's like, oh, uh, you want to learn how to do balloons? I was like, yes, I just need you to teach me whatever you know, like like anything simple, just three things and, and, I'll, and that, that'll be it. So this is where I learned the concept of like um, respecting a person's like art and whatever. Because she her, her next her next line of text like floored me because we was talking on the telephone like actual telephone, and she was like, uh, "I can teach you, but you have to understand that when I teach you this, you're gonna be my competition. So you're gonna have to give me a hundred dollars." Which is fair. I didn't. 
I was strapped for time and I had the and I had the money and I was like, you know what? Like in my mind I was like a hundred dollars? Like I guess so fine. I was like, all right, cool, I'll give you the hundred dollars. So I gave it a hundred dollars and we met in an hour, which was like around ten o'clock, in front of the mall. I don't know if you remember, but around that time that part of Kelly's, that front piece, that yeah. wasn't that wasn't finished building yet. So we was in front of that piece while it was building, you remember? You talking about when they went from the stacked yeah. to how it is now? Yeah. I feel like they changed that later though. No. Like much later? Yeah, like no. around twenty twelve or so. I don't think Yeah, it wasn't there yet. That's what they saying. Yeah, like when they had to stack the stacked stairs. Yeah, design, I think so. I think, like, I think, like, yeah, because you remember it was only that front piece of Kelly's, it wasn't that side part yet. Yeah. Yeah. That was in there, and we, and we, and um, she pulled up, well, her husband pulled up there, and she was in the car, and, you know, I guess he wanted to make sure, you know, was stupid was going to happen. Yeah. So It's, like, it's 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, it's 10 o'clock at night. And it's still so an We're <laughs> so standing up in front of the mall doing, making balloons, you know? Uh. So I give her the money, she gives her husband the money, and then she has a bag of balloons, and she teaches me how to make the dog, the sword, and the flower. And that was it. And she was like, all right, Cool. I don't teach you those three. I, whatever you do with them is on your own. Like, you on your own. You got it? You got to go home and practice it. I was like, yeah, I can go home and practice it. She gave me the bag of balloons, so my $100 didn't completely go to waste. So I had a bag of balloons to practice. I practiced them. I did them over and over to make sure I remembered how to do it. And when the party time came, like, I did the magic show, and the kids was like, eh. Hey. When I pulled the bag of balloons, I did like, ah! You know? <laughs> So that's my entire balloon story. And I think one thing I've learned from that is if someone gives you advice, take the advice. Yeah. Like, don't, like, well, no, I wouldn't say that right away. I would say probably do what I did too. And, and the reason why is like everyone learns by experience. You could learn from advice. Yes, you could. But you have to gauge within yourself whether the advice is good or bad. Mm-hmm. If you know within your heart of hearts is, is bad advice, don't don't do it but yeah. if you know it's good advice i would suggest you try it at least try it and see what happens if it doesn't work out then just go back to your regularly scheduled program that's right and to do back to the story i was telling you about the original people and the jumping trademark i was going along both of them at the same time but my friend was like bro that's you doing too much mm. so i staggered them by a year mm. so and it worked because <laughs> it was like I had this brand blowing and then this brand flew into this and then this started jumping. Mm. So it was working. It's like, you know, because even if it was even in that, I listen to their advice, but sometimes people tell you to do something, but they don't tell you for how long to do it. For. Mm. So it was that at some point I had to say, all right, I let some time pass. I'm not going to wait no longer. Mm. and I'm going to take an opportunity and wrap it out and execute it here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's like, you know, even with your balloon story, it's like, yeah, I can learn this. And just in case if this opportunity come, then I'm going to execute the plan, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So it's just a give or take thing. Um, so from the balloon story, I guess, from you learning the balloons, you start doing the party. So how have you been sustaining? Because obviously... Um, would you say streaming is like a big source of income for you right now? No, um, it's not a big source. It's yeah, I want it to be that soon. Huh. Um, I stream on Twitch, but what I do right now mainly is I do a lot of, of events, um, but I'm, I mainly have a restaurant on contract. I have Margaritaville on contract. Shout out to Margaritaville. Over the, the one over the bridge, not that resort, not, mm-hmm. not down. Okay. 
But um, I've been with them since they opened because the guy who was one of the managers, uh, managers there, he um, he knew me from one of the other restaurants I used to work at. Mm. And he put in a good word with the, with the general manager. And mm. she was like, all right, cool. So I showed her what I did. And, you know, that was that was the end of it. Like, I was there from then. He signed the contract. I drew up a contract. They signed it. We signed together. Photocopy it. She had hers. I got mine. And I was the end of that. And I've been there ever since. Because, you know, your story is basically that one of you've been basically working for yourself full time the last full time. 15 yeah. years. Yeah. So, like, right down, sort of like, okay, because after this first gig, like, when it started picking up to where you'd be like, but I ain't gonna lie, mm. I got a sweet gig, and yeah, I'm going through the trials and errors of being an entrepreneur, even almost before it became entrepreneur, became a buzzword. Mm. And, like, dealing with that, as well as being in the Bahamas through the various climates, because we didn't. The, that, the digital boom didn't happen until like 2012, 2013. So you come in like five years really before mm-hmm. it take off. So take me through that whole process of transversing those years and having the craft and adapting with the income and technology and the consciousness of the public sort of slightly shifting a little bit mm-hmm. as time passes. Um, for me, I would say um, as as much as technology has progressed, it actually has helped me rather than hindered me. Hmm. Because um, before, when I, before when I was starting, the only way you could advertise was the yellow pages, and hmm. you had to pay for that. Hmm. Like you had, to, and then it it was there, but it was in a book. People being able to look at like all through that, you know. Yeah. There was another guy who's a magician, is Chris. Um, he well, he used to be in the yellow pages. I don't think he does it anymore. But he, he used to pay for that in the yellow pages. Me and I'm still cool or whatever. But um, I told him, I was like, I'm never going to pay for the yellow pages. I can't do that. So I would have to advertise by word of mouth, like when I was first starting. Like, and then people, as, as I did more events and gigs, people would say like, oh, that's, that's, that's the magic man. That's Eddie over there. Okay, all right, all right. We kind of... And from then, then, then Facebook became a thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I could advertise on Facebook. And that's what I... And then... I've been doing that and I have my own page where I like show everything on Facebook, all the stuff that I do. So that has helped. That was one of the biggest things for me, like with the, with the onset of the technological age, the information age, we I say, because mm. it was, it was, it was really good. And, um, now, and then, um, from, from that, it was like, like, after like like my last job, my last job where I punched the clock was senior frauds, because that was my job, like that was the job there. Mm-hmm. I had to come there and make balloons. That was the job, but I just did like me and the me and the my, one of the managers had a little falling out, so I was like, I, right. and I think it was at that point I realized I was like, listen, I know what to do. I can probably just pitch this to other restaurants and do this myself. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did. I started, like, I did the Sharkies one time. I did, uh, I used to be, I don't know if you remember Bennigan's. Yeah. I used to be doing Which, magic. When Bennigan's at the mall? Or? Yeah, the one at the mall. Okay. Yeah. When it was Bennigan's, I, I, um, that was my first gig. My first restaurant gig was Bennigan's. I used to do magic and Bennigan's on Kids Eat Free Nights on Tuesdays. Okay. Um, and I, I loved that place. I loved it. It was so, it was, it was a great place. And then they closed down. Yeah. And that was the end of that. But it was, it was so much 
It was so good. I don't know what it is. I think it's... I think it's a thing with, like... And I would tell everyone, like, to try and exercise this. Like, try and exercise the way you... um You be around people. Like, I would... like Or how you interact with people. Because that's what makes things memorable. Because it's like... I've had I've I had situations in every in every place that I've worked, be it Bennigan's, I did Shockey's, I did um uh now I do in um Margaritaville and then I was even at Senior Frogs, um I was like like people would be like they leaving like reviews on TripAdvisor and stuff saying that, oh, we came in to see the balloon guy or we came in to see the magic man or whatever, you know what I'm saying? There was there was even a couple of times when um like if I was like out sick on a Tuesday on Kids Eat Free Night at Bennigan's mm. and people came to Bennigan's, like it was like so bad. Like if they found out that I wasn't there, they just left. Mm. They're like, oh the magic man in there? I we don't need to be here no more. I'm like, well, y'all can at least stay and eat the food, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Jesus. Don't, don't do me like that. But mm. I think like if people remember you because of something that that that, that the qualities that you have, like the way you carry yourself, the way you talk, the way you interact with people, like how your mannerisms, like the way you entertain them. And I think that's one of the most important things to learn as, a, as an entertainer. Like you have to, um, you have to put, that's, I think that's one of the most struggling things you have to learn as an entertainer, to put what you do on the side and learn how to entertain people. You'd be like, yeah, you know to do magic. Yes, you know to make balloons. Now, can you entertain them? Like, well, like when you're making the balloons, what are you doing? Are you just making the balloon? Or are you talking to the people? Are you making them laugh? Or are you talking about something? You know, or are you just standing there? When you're doing a magic trick, are you just doing the magic trick? Or are you doing it like with like uh, like some kind of story involved? Like, be like, like are you telling a joke in, in the middle of it? Are you say, Are you being personable or something like that? Are you just doing the trick? Just you know, and I think that's one of the hardest things to learn for people. I I, I won't I won't single out behemoths on that. I think that that is a hard. Yeah, because especially with um, it always comes back to this whole thing of people may not remember your name, but they remember how you made them feel. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know, it's like you know you're because I always have this rule of thumb of. All anybody ever needs is a words of encouragement. So mm. sometimes people might be in the mood and you talk to them and making jokes sort of brighten up their day and mm. see the positivity of this existence. Yep. So having that conversation because even like back in the day, like bartenders used to be like that. People come out with stress. Yeah. Oh, and it used to be a conversation. Man, and, I miss I miss those days. Yeah. Like you know how bartenders do that anymore. No, we really don't. They'd be like, "What you What you got?" Yeah. Yeah? Alright. I'd be like, yo, come on, man. It's be so boring, man. It's be like, yo. I, I like they there's be like uh, and, and and you know and you know what's killing me? I saw a situation where I was in a bar. Hmm. I see one guy and I look at him and he walk. He walk in the bar like something was on his mind and it was tearing him to pieces. He plopped down in that chair and he was like and the guy just walk up. What you drinking? Stir. The boy said, "Let me go and stir the coke." He's like, "All right, cool." He just mix it and hand him it. 
And the way this guy look at him, he look at him like, this dude ain't even saying nothing to me, dread. And I was like, boy, something tell me. I was like, boy, say something to this guy, because this dude look like he about to pop off or something. I was like, dude, you all right, but you look like you look like you walk in with your head heavy, man. Hmm. Come to find out he had like a, a situation with his parents and stuff, and he was feeling like bad about it. I won't bring up the man business. Yeah. <laughs> but... You know, he was like, he was like really like distraught about it. Like it was, it was affecting his like work and it was affecting his like marriage and stuff. And I was like, hey. so I talked to him like, man, you can't let your parents, like you don't marry, but you, know, you can't let them like do stuff like that. You gotta, you know, I ain't trying to tell you what to do, but at the same time, look at where you is right now. Mm. You look like you want to tear that dude head off now. <laughs> so man, I just, I just want you to be encouraged, baby. Take do whatever it is you need to do, but just take care of yourself, right? All anybody and needs. Man, I I think I think that helped. It might not have been the thing, the, the thing, but I think it, it helped in a good in a good direction. And I wish like that bartender said something to him, but, but I don't know. People people I think we've moved into this era where like we've moved into a weird place. We've moved into where like there are people who now realize that they have the power to say that they want to be left alone. So they abuse that power and say they want to be left alone. Mm. But when it comes to them needing someone, whenever they need someone, they've already told everyone to leave them alone. Mm. So because we're now leaving them alone and they need someone now, they're in a situation where they need someone, they're now angry that no one wants to talk to them. I feel like I struggle with that a lot to where it's like, Sometimes I won't be left alone, but then sometimes I want to feel like people checking on me or whatever. Okay? Yeah. So someone's trying to balance those two there, emotions. There is a way to balance it. And each way is different for different people. I like when um I like when friends like come over and if they if they message me and check, see if I okay, you know, um if I'm out somewhere and I see someone, I'd be like, ah, okay, good to see you, man. But you know, I know I have my moments where I just want to be by myself. And I, I I love those moments. And I don't use I don't use those moments. I try not to use those moments to suck. I use those moments to try and make myself like either a better version of myself or just to be happy or just to do whatever I want, you know? Hmm. Like I always say one of the one of the real tests in life in order to learn to love yourself is to go to the movies by yourself. I do that quite frequently. Yeah. You'll be so shocked how many people can't go to the movies by themselves. Nah. They'd be like yeah, they'd be like, you weird, you okay? You was a loser. I, I look like a loser. <laughs> I just be like, but you can't go to the movies by yourself. You have to go with someone. Yeah. Is it that serious? You can't just watch a movie by yourself. But you know what it is? I, you know what I look like? I'm walking in the movies, going there by myself. Like, but I have done that so many times. The way that's a hobby. Like, hey. I just went to watch John Wick 4 by myself. Lab. Mm. Like, Wednesday on? I'm mm. like, man. Oh, Jesus. I feel, I feel like me. that's deep. Well, I don't know if that's because I'm a filmmaker. So yeah. if, depending on the type of movie, I'd rather watch it by myself because I mean, I'm going to break it down in yeah. my head. So yeah. I don't know if that's just me. But yeah, I find like doing things or people can't go out by themselves. Like me, nowadays, oh. I could go, like I was just telling someone last night, I'm like, bro, and I mean, in my stage now, I, because we live in Nassau and because mm. I am who I am, mm. people know who I is. So I don't I don't have a problem with, oh, you have an event, I pull it up by myself. Exactly. I can walk in. 
have a conversation because I know how to strike conversation even though yeah. I don't know you mm-hmm. I have a great time and leave by myself yep. so you know I'm the same way I, I, I can't I can't do the whole I have to wait on such and such so we could all go out together I'd be like why am I doing that I can, nah. I'm like listen I go on such and such if you won't come I could be out there meet me out there I ain't waiting on nobody mm-hmm. I just go by myself I'd be like man come on man yeah but I think we live in an anti-social climate to where everybody is in a great conversationalist. Like, you can't, if you tell someone, go somewhere by yourself, mm. you ain't know nobody, mm. be there for four hours. They, they can't do it. Be there for one. Be I'd start for- with one. Because no, I, 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 I want to agree with you on that. Nah. I think, but I think that there are, I think that's the way you weed out the different sets of people because mm. there are some people who know they might not know how to have a proper conversation, but they know how to be personable and friendly. Hmm. So they can go in public with different people who they don't know and try and, and be, um, you know, um, jovial and talk to them or whatever. The only difference is like, like I said previously, the climate that we're in, it's like, that's now harder to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like people don't want to like approach you or like people don't want you approach them or anything like that. Like people just want them to be want to be left alone. Like and I'm not saying this like in terms of like women want to be left alone or men what like 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 I'm saying this like people in general they just yeah. want to be left alone. And I'd be like, okay, so I'll just be right over here. I know how to talk to people, and and, and if if the need arises or if it or if it strikes me, I'll go talk to some some people. But. I'm just saying it's a little bit harder to do nowadays. That's all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I sort of see that. So, during this whole time, what was you was calling yourself before, Magasso? I was I was under the name Ian Block. That was my stage name. I, I, I got that name because I didn't like it. Um, Ian is the last three letters in the word magician, and I like the color black because I, I black too. So. <laughs> so that's what I called myself. But uh-huh. then I found out that there was another entertainer who was a comedian named uh-huh. Michael Ian Black. And I was like, wow, I don't want to be mixed up with someone else. And then I realized that my name, my actual name at World Daxon was like a one of a kind name. So I just kept my name. I dropped the moniker and I just use my name. I, I let people call me Eddie, but I love, I like whenever people introduce me, they introduce me by my full name because I like that. <laughs> then Magasso is only for like, you know, social media and Twitch and all that stuff. That's all that's for. Okay. So what, before we go into streaming, is mm-hmm. I got a lot to ask about the streaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, like what's the magician, is there a magician society in the Rumpus? No. There Why is that? I, oof. Mine. Oh, Let's go in. Let's get into it. This this getting heavy. <laughs> Any water? I have water. Y'all have water? We gotta check the fridge. We, we, <laughs> we probably have water, but we have something else to drink. Yeah. <laughs> <And> juice? <laughs> Juicy. Yeah. I'll take some juice then. There is no magician community in the Bahamas, and I'll tell you why. The magicians here. One of them, I won't, I, I won't say all of us, because all of us cool with each other, but everyone, we're all cool with each other, but we're not cool enough to try and get together, especially one of the, one of us. Like, he tried to get us together, and then, I can't put my finger on it, and I don't want to say too much to, like, make it seem as if I'm, like, either, like, 
making noise uselessly or anything like that. Uh But I think it's a situation where he felt as if we was um, stealing like material from him and we were just doing certain tricks that look like his, like some of us, but we weren't stealing his like routines and acts or whatever. And he had this thing like cutting people off. But I think all in all, the same thing that happened like with the lady who um um charged me a hundred dollars for the for yeah. to make the balloons. Instead of doing that, everyone just thinks that oh this person is gonna be my competition. I want to make all the money, so no, I'm I, I good. Because when I was trying to learn how to do magic, I tried to go to each of them, and one of them helped me, and and they did like some stuff for me, but I had to make sure that, but I had to pay him. So I can learn some things. I got some videos from him, some VHS. If you, I don't know, trying <laughs> to buy some VHS vi- um, videos from him to learn some stuff, and then I did learn things, and it was pretty cool. So we just—I don't know—we've just never gotten a chance to get together, sit on all of us, and say, "Hey, let's just do something like that over here." Because I think all of us. That's, that that part aside, I think all of us have our own things going for us right now. And all of us are just really... I guess all of us still trying to make it in our own way. I personally don't have an issue teaching someone how to do magic. But at the same time, I understand that an art is something that you have to like... Like, you have to show... I think what it is with the art of magic, you have to show the person, the magician that you're interested by doing something, by doing some work. And then I have to see that you've been doing that work. And then after I see it, I'd be like, okay, well, yeah, let me show you how to do this properly or whatever like that. That's how it works for me. I wouldn't just pick up some young guy off the street and be like, yeah, let me show you how to do a magic trick. Because whenever, whenever you teach, whenever people just be like, oh, you can't teach me how to do any magic tricks, the, the only thing they just wanna do is impress girls, <laughs> impress their boys, like show them that they know how to do the trick and then that's it. They ain't trying to make no they ain't trying to make a career out of it. They ain't trying to be become an entertainer. But that could be somewhat of a market though. What do you mean? For people to learn magic trick just for That's what my that's what magician kits are for. Hmm. Magic kits are for people who um just wanna do recreations. You know, for, yeah. like you know, I could teach you how to do the cups and balls, I could teach you how to do like the sponge balls, I could teach you how to do this one client trick where you do this couple of card tricks in this book you could learn or whatever. That's what those are for. Now, it's after they take what they learn from that and try and do more stuff that they ain't having now, that's when you be like, all right, now this guy is serious. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's how, that's that's why that's why a lot of people don't teach them magic to people like that. So I'm like, have you yeah. like- yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> Have you had any opportunities to perform, like do magic shows at like some of the hotels? Yes. Um, me and Chris did, well, all of us have performed at hotels before. Um, not together, but like we, we have never had a situation where we performed together. Like all of us, I mean. Me and Chris, however, did, uh, we did a free magic show and we had it um, in Bistro Underground. And it was on, it, it made like, I want to say it was news, but it was a TV show that was on, it was a show that was on TV. I, it looked like it was a news thing, or maybe it was like, like, um, talking about all the things that happened in the week. But we had a free magic show that was at, um, Bistro Underground. Man, was shout good. out to Underground. Like, they I haven't been up since the pandemic. I, I think, I think they're done. I think they're done. 
Yeah. Yeah. I because I think someone else purchased the other place. I wonder. I would love for them to open back up. Yeah, I, would I love, love for, it. But Amy, Amy was Amy was a godsend, man. She yeah. was like, yeah. I loved how she opened that space to anyone who wanted, like anyone who wanted nights. to do something, yeah. everything. If you wanted to do anything, you could do it. Though. I loved that. I really did. I thought it was pretty cool. But we had a free magic show there. You didn't have to pay to get in. But at the end of the show, we did this. Like, I did this funny little speech. And I had, like, a bucket to make it, you know, to make it sound like we poor and we need money. You know? Mm -hmm. And I used to pass the bucket around. If you wanted to put something in there, you could. But we just did that. And we didn't do it for the money. We just did it because we didn't have nothing else to do. Like, we, like we had our gigs and whatever. And Chris mm -hmm. works and all that. But we loved doing that. And I was like, boy, you know, and we was coming up with ideas while we was doing it. We were like, boy, we could have like, we could have like the other guys come and see if they could do something, you know. I had my friend who was learning how to do magic come and do something on that night. I was like, that was pretty cool. Listen, man, that was, those were some fun nights. Those were really fun nights. And then the damn club opened up that at the end of the street. What it is, the one where, um, Geek out this be sometimes. Are you talking about prime time? Not prime time. Um, climax. Yeah. And, and escape. Yeah. Did it open and I was like, ah well. Like and people just started going there. There was a situation where we was doing a show and people it was it was it was like empty. And people came in there thinking that it was escape. And they was like, oh, this ain't escape. Oh, we gotta go then. Alright. And like they looking at a magic show, but you know. Mm. It was what it was. It ran its course. So yeah. we we I was I want to do something like that again. But if I would if I was to do something, and that's that's why I think to me to me personally, I think that that um, show was an experiment. I want to say it was an experiment, and I can tell you why. We did we ran the role with that. We paid for advertisements on Facebook. We like shared it out to different people. Um, Chris is a graphic designer. Um, shout out to Chris, uh, the Baha magician. Chris um, made a poster, we had flyers, we send that everywhere. Mm. The first night, it was packed in there. It was so packed, no lie. Hand to God, you could ask anyone. It was so packed in there that it started to get hot down there. So hot that one gal passed out from heat. Uh, oh, wow. In the back, I swear to you. We was like, is she all right? <laughs> we were like, yo. Oh, but anyway. Mm. So, we did everything. We did all the advertising. We had people come out. So, the show was free because Bohemians like free things. The show was downtown, which was, a good, which was a good area. And there was lots of places to park out downtown and you could just come there. So, for the first couple of nights we had that show, it was great. We did like our own advertising. We like did videos and we blasted them on Facebook and Instagram and all that. And then people just stopped coming. So y'all was doing this on a nightly basis? Yeah, not not nightly. It was once. It was one night a week. Huh. It was one night. Yeah, with with Bahamians, Bahamians just be everything by quick, just like how I up open. I bet you by I the have, time I up still full. Yeah, I bet you by the time this time next year, go see the how that line. Oh looks. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but but that's the thing though. Everyone keeps saying, "Man, why we don't have things like this in Nassau?" I like we had one. Yeah. Y'all just don't come. You know what I'm saying? Nah. Uh, nah. Yeah, but how much it was It was free. Like, every, no <laughs> one could come to me with anything. We all had it downtown. Hey, name it, so bad, right? You know? Yeah. Name it. 
he's complaining about all. Uh-huh. That's what's so boring. That's what's so boring. Yeah. That's what's yeah. Every week. Every week. The same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Drinking. Yeah. 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 But see, that's the thing. I think it's it's they like what they like, yeah. and I and, and and you can't break that cycle. And I was like, boy, like, boy, yeah, we, we had it in a bar. Yeah, because yeah, that's we had what it I in the bar. Like, the like, literally, as you I, walk down the stairs, we the had it in the bar. Circle around and then this thing. Uh, like, like, like there, there is nothing that anyone could come to me with about that show because we did everything. We had advertisements. We had a spot in the t- on TV. We had people who was from the news come and interview us about about it. I think. I think uh, probably if if y'all just had so one show a month, it'd probably stretch out. Probably, yeah. probably, but man. I don't know, because we had so much ideas, and we would love to do that again. I, I, I keep talking to Chris, and every now and then, I swear to you, Chris will either send me a video from like one of the memories of, of us doing the show, yeah, and or I'll send him one, and we just talk about that for like a good couple of minutes, be like, but you ever think of doing the show again? I'd be like, yes, but where we gonna have it? Because Bistro gone, you know? Yeah. But trust me, I it, I think if we was to do that show again, we would do that different. But man, I I I I would consider that another experiment. I can be real with you because mm. that that is that is the one experiment I feel like that made me realize that Bahamians just really ain't into nothing like that. They just be like, yeah, one like if they be like, oh, if you all had one short guy, like we had one. Well, where it was, it was downtown. Well, how much y'all charge it? It was free. We all had it. We all had it in Bistro Underground. Man, I won't go down there because we're like. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I say one. Y'all should have had it in Crystal. Y'all should have. Nah, I, I was about to say Crystal Ballad. Y'all should have had it in Atlantis or something like that. I mean, that's almost like how the geek out is. Mm. And I had to encourage Ashley and Ed mm. to. Because they were suffering. They as close to suffering for Burner and I. It's like, babe, stop doing this every month. Every month, yeah. Do it like. Couple of times a year, yeah, and that's what they switch to, yeah. Off of that, it's like wait, because mm. you if you because no go ahead because if you keep on doing it, doing it every time, every time mm. the the ten is gonna drop. But if you spread it out, mm. it's like you build up interest and mm. then it's gone. And then it, this is the last one. This is mm. the last one. Yeah, like I'd be like how is like three gigos gone? There's only two more left for the year, and we yeah. only in things. So if you there's miss, two more left for the year, yeah, only two, and mm. then you're gone, gone in December. But mm. it's like you miss it too. That's it. So you don't have to go through the stress of people start coming. It's like, but you missed it. That's you missed your, that. You know, oh, that's crazy. I didn't even think about that. So now I understand because when I I went to you, we, we, I saw you, yeah. yeah. I passed there one, but before I go into work, and man, and there was back out. Yeah, I was like, yo. Okay, then. Yeah, because it's like, if when you see videos, it pop. When the next one? And not in this one? No. When the next one? In July? July. Mind up flip. Okay, gotta be Okay, July come in July. When the next one is? October? Wait, that's a long time, bro. That's Halloween, right? Okay, in October. When the next one is? January? Mother <laughs> Like, so it's like, it's like, wait. We haven't gone condo. Yeah, when that is in December. December. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's like you know, it it, it builds up an anticipation because if you in, if you were, let's say a karaoke night or let's say a Bahamian, even Bahamian artists performing mm-hmm. like our Soundwaves mm-hmm. or whatever, they used to do. They used to do for Soundwaves frequently too before the pandemic. But mm-hmm. when they first had the first Soundwaves festival, I. Same place when it was philosophy, mm. pack right out. Mm. More pack than the last time, like the last one that was there. But 
Yeah, you get one of those once a year. Yeah. You get a full fast once a year. You mm -hmm. get a job evasion once a year. You get geek Greek fast once Let's every say geek, two, two years. So, okay, so when they come around, anticipation, boom, mm -hmm. you miss it, that's you. <laughs> so that's what I figured out about see, Ivy with that. See, I, I like that idea. I like that idea. That's I, why I that's mean, not like that's not like something that is That's the real reason why I don't put an episode for everything cool mm. every week. Mm. Because I know the base. You get two a month, if that. I ain't cut down on that. I mm. just put up whenever I feel like you mm. get a two of a garden once a month. Because mm. I'm like, okay, I know the people who listen to this. Mm. Y'all ain't consuming it heavy, so mm. I'm about to make it rare. Last <laughs> word of me. <laughs> I I kind of feel the same way because in terms of like my, in terms of like like some of the things that the content that I put out now, I mostly put out my gaming videos now because it's the easiest thing to make. I yeah. can just put them out, and I I do them like I give out one a day. If I feeling froggy, I'll do two a day. But I'd be like, all right, once a day, and I and I have to take that one video that I sent out. I have to edit it. Well, not edit it, because I just cut, Aspect throw some, yeah. yeah. No, I have something in OBS that I just touch a button and a clip, it goes backwards to two minutes mm. of like, if something funny just happened yeah. in, the, in the stream, I touch it and it, and it go back, like just two minutes back. Mm. And I could just find wherever that, like that funny section was, cut that piece out and throw away the rest and then put that down. And, and it's already cut in the ratio for, 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 for um, <laughs> Um, vertical content. I like, yeah, I, I good for that. I like that transition. Mm -hmm. Now let's get to the streaming. Because <laughs> we want to know how to make this online money, how to get this international fan base. Because I didn't get about so I'm going when I'm streaming with the Jesse Salma stuff, but I'm like, guys do too much things already. So I got to figure out how to slot it in easier. But so tell me how you get into the streaming because... I, I was seeing you take out with the stream, but I didn't know the effect of it until mm -hmm. I came to, uh, what's it? What day was it? It was a Smash Brothers gaming tournament. Oh, oh yeah, that was fun. Yeah. And that I was... saw it and I was like, oh, and I guess, because I, I saw Cam and, mm. um, what's my brother's name? Uh, who runs, who runs um, the Bahamas Gaming Federation? Uh, I can't remember his name. Um, what did you see that? I got him. Yeah, My, Michael. I'm, I'm a guy. Yeah, I'm yeah. a guy. So I see in there. Thank I, you, yeah. nameless guy. <laughs> <laughs> so Michael, I say watching him and Cam set up smoking. Okay, they got this set up right here. Mm. Like that they mm. have the headphones. So even though it's like a little like delay or whatever, I see in the stream and I'm like, all right, I can put this on my bucket list to go mm. dive at it. So how did you get into streaming and? Seeing, you know, that as a viable source of income. I got in the streaming because the pandemic was happening and I was broke. Mm, wow. <laughs> That's the, that's, that is the, that is the hard and fast everything. Nah. I was, I had already owed my landlady like well over $3,000 in oh, wow. And NIB wasn't coming through yet. So I was like, I. Right, let me try to see if I can make some some money on I first started streaming on Facebook because Facebook had a gaming platform I didn't want to do Twitch yet because I thought I kept hearing some horror stories about Twitch and I was like mm, not yet hmm. not yet but 
Facebook gaming didn't work out, but because of me streaming, I mean, because people know me, people just sent me some some money. Mm. I was like, all right, well, I appreciate that. But I started playing games. Then I had the idea why I only just, I mean, I'm a balloon artist. I just do balloons on, on, on my stream. So I started doing like a gaming section and a balloon section and play a little bit more games or whatever. That's what I do. And then I found like, Found I found that I during streaming it, it helped me play the games that I always like have on my library to play but never play it. Mm. So I just have those times to play those and it was after that I moved from that from Facebook to YouTube because I wanted to try I had gotten like a certain amount of subs on YouTube and I was like alright but then I found out that you couldn't. Um, I found out that you couldn't um, be, you couldn't get monetized because you have to be in an eligible country and the Bahamas wasn't in one. Mm. Now, mind you, this is something I'm still struggling with now, like to figure out because on one hand, I can see on the site of YouTube that it says that you aren't in an eligible country. But on the other hand, I got behemoths telling me that they getting um, paid from YouTube. And I'd be like, how are y'all doing that if they say that we ain't an eligible country? Now, Either they lying and they gotta fix that on, on, on YouTube or y'all doing something that y'all ain't supposed to be doing. Cause <laughs> I mean, there's people who go so far as to like get a US address Man. or use a US, or have a US bank account. And I just be like, it's cool you have a US bank account, you know, but you have to understand, you gotta pay taxes on that money. Yeah. So if you ain't up to date on taxes on money, the IRS coming for you, babe. Like, they don't care if you live in Nassau. <laughs> they will find, they will call you, and, and you right there big and bold on Facebook, taking pictures and doing things and whatever. <laughs> they will find you. They'll message you. They'll call you. They can email you, and then they come in for you. Because <laughs> Uncle Sam wants his money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I just now. had a friend. She's a con she's a lifestyle and travel blogger and she told me she got monetized on Instagram but she had to pay a lawyer mm. for all the fees. So okay. for the taxation and you know, to get the money cleared and doing all these things and that's like, Yeah, you need to send me that. Here's the fun thing now. Uh -huh. So when I moved to Twitch, in the first week of me streaming on Twitch, I got affiliate, which means you can now get paid from Twitch. So I get paid through PayPal. But what they have is they have a form that you fill out to say that you are not living in America. Therefore, they take the taxes out of the money before they give it to you. Twitch says. Yes. Twitch, okay. Twitch, Twitch now. Because Twitch is owned by Amazon now. Okay. But the, on the, you fill out two forms. You fill out one for Amazon and you fill out one for Twitch. Okay. You give them out and then you link your PayPal. Then you have another form you fill out. You'd be like, this is to tell, this is to say that I don't live in the States. Hmm. So I don't have to pay taxes. People are going to be sending me money, and but and but but that's it. I I don't live in the, in the states. You have to prove it. You have to take like I think you have to take like a passport photo or something, hmm. or maybe I use my um NIB. So I did that, and then like within a couple of minutes, you'd be like, all right, cool, let us be set up. So now when people pay um subscribe to me on Twitch, Twitch get day cut, Amazon get day cut. I get mine, and that's it. So when you I don't have to worry about paying no doctors. On so with PayPal, do you have what you use Fidelity or no? I, oh, to get the money out. Yeah, I use well Commonwealth Bank. I I I started with First Caribbean mm. because I looked up a video again. 
there were, a lot of people learned so much stuff during the pandemic. Yeah. During the pandemic, I found out that First Caribbean, you could get your money out of PayPal, and there was this woman. I don't remember her name, but her video is saved in my video saved on YouTube. Yeah. I can share it to you, but she shows you how to link your bank to um to PayPal so you could take your, your money out. So I was like, oh, that's cool. So after they did that, like it, within like a month after watching that video and me having First Caribbean and being able to take my money out of PayPal, then um, my, my, the bank that I actually was with before I opened up a First Caribbean account, um, Commodore Bank, they started doing it. I was like, well, mother's. Cause I, Chris, was, Chris was just telling me I was just telling them I was having problems with PayPal this week, and he's like, "But I have Commonwealth Bank and Commonwealth Bank is doing." I was like, "I heard about that," and then I heard about Fidelity too. I don't know about Fidelity. I, I no, Fidelity. First Caribbean. First Caribbean does yeah. it. Yes, First Caribbean was the first one that I found out did it. Um, um, Commonwealth Bank now does it, so I'd be like, "Okay, cool." All you gotta do is follow the steps in the video, and that's it. Like that's that, that's all you gotta do. Yeah, um, because that's always been. And I remember on the show on Beyond the Headlines, which I produce, mm. um, Cash is always say like how the Bahamian government and the other big entities sort of limit the ways we can make money. Because mm. it's like, bro, if we yep. can sell a product, we always talk about we importing a bunch of stuff, but we get export. Um, our different IP, whether we read online books and things like that, and we can't get paid for it. Exactly. Because all this red tape. Exactly. So it's like... I, 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 mm, <laughs> you preaching to the choir, baby. <laughs> oh, my God. You sound like you have a story to share, man. No, but I have I have several. <laughs> I have cited so many times. I feel like, but like, there'll be instances, like, where, um, like... I will for the longest time, and this is before I found out about the Commonwealth Bank thing. I was like, "How do you, how do you get money off of PayPal? Like, how, like, why can't, why aren't we using places like PayPal to like pay like for certain things? Because in the states, I could take my phone and cash app, and, and I could just, you know, we have a we have a cash app. We have this what um canoe? Yeah, canoe. I have canoe. Yeah. Canoe and Sun Cash and Omni. Cash app works in the Bahamas now. You lying? Yeah. When did this start? It's happening this month. Oh, no, okay. man. <laughs> you lie. Yeah. So it's still through the same Commonwealth Bank. How does it work? Day? I think you gotta use Commonwealth on the first Caribbean. All right. Same no more. Commonwealth Bank on first Caribbean. I get an first account. Caribbean, first Caribbean is taking three months to be account. So. First Caribbean? Yeah, it's taking longer. No, I already have my. Right. Oh, right. oh, to open it? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I straight. I, I think, right. What I can do? I have First Caribbean. See, I ain't got no money in First Caribbean because since since PayPal is doing nice, be like I don't need like like since Commonwealth Bank is doing nice, be like I don't need First. Caribbean. But you know what? This is what I can do. I can take Cash App and I can put that on on for yeah. yeah. Whatever I put down Cash App, be like I cool. I can stay right there. I don't know why why they say three months though. You gotta set it to. That's weird. You gotta set it to Trinidad. To Trinidad? Yeah. Oh yeah, because that's what the headquarters is. Yeah. 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 So come on, but y'all about to see me soon, eh? Cause <laughs> I need to get to this bread, bro. But no, <laughs> I, I, I just tell everyone, I just be like, but you know, buy a console like. Yeah, but yeah, they've been trying to get me a game. <laughs> 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 but, but you don't got a game, bro. Listen, that, 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 like, <laughs> okay. Hey, I just be saying, yeah. I be like, but I, I hate. 
One of the things I hate yeah. coming back here from the States for um, doing is that I get so used to paying for stuff on my phone. Like, just coming, like, boop, and then that's it, or, or whatever. Maybe the ATM, go to the ATM, Yeah, like, if you like to, just, just scan it, like, they, like you could you could tap your card and do it. We have them now, thank yeah. God, but Jesus, Finally. man. <laughs> and then, like, I just be like, boy, I have to go back. Like, oh, send me the money, or send me the, I can send you on PayPal, I have a PayPal, like, cool, that's it. But, man, I have to go back to people, like, and don't get me wrong, no. I am not, and I can say this with the camera on my face, no. I am not one of those people advocating for the end of cash, okay? <laughs> I, I understand that in certain situations, yes, cash no. works. Yeah. I am not saying that. What I am saying, however, is that we still need to progress forward because it can't stay this way just because we... Just because we in the Bahamas where everything's supposed to be sunshine and sun sun and see whatever for them, it ain't for us. That don't mean we can't push forward. That's all I saying. I am not saying we get rid of cash. Mm. I'm not saying that. I know it probably will happen eventually. I don't think it should happen in my lifetime or, or maybe even the next generation. Mm. But eventually it probably will. But at the same time, I think we should still progress. Like now, now this one telling me cash app works up. Well. I if the if that. If that becomes a thing, oh my, mm. oh my God, what, was it? Did, was that in the news? I need to know. That wasn't in the news. Same thing with the PayPal. Pay but people yeah. don't. That's the thing. Why? Why yeah, they don't? Why don't give this info? And that's the yeah, thing. Like yeah. people will make a video about that. Bohemians will make a video about it, and no one will know about it. Mm. When I when when I saw the video on how to do the thing with PayPal, like I found the woman, who um I found the woman who made the video, mm. and I was like. Yeah, someone told me that you know how to do the thing with PayPal, and she's like, my God, I put that video up so long. See the link here? Mm. When I look at the, the video, that video's like a, a, a year old or a year and some. I was like, well, my doors. Yeah. It's been up this long. I don't even want this yeah. So you, I, I can't believe that, because there's no way you're about to really get me to believe that the Bohemian government has some kind of ties with YouTube to tell them to, to, oh, let, to I, make sure I, that I the algorithm doesn't show us the, 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 that piece of... No, but even YouTube is mm -hmm. for us than it is in the States. Cause yeah. That's what it's doing in every country. I, yeah. do, I use a VPN, I use a VPN, right? Mm -hmm. And I just watch it actually, on YouTube, and I just see all these ads, 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 I just like, what is happening? Look at the VPN off, and you're not going to put him in YouTube. No ads. No ads. No ads. Oh. That's one thing is missed. That's one thing is missed, boy. Yeah. Like, that's one, like, when you when you go to the States, that's the only thing I miss. Not having ads. Yeah. I'd be like, oh my God. Every five every, minutes. Every five minutes. Oh. I, I got your ad blockers in there. <laughs> I don't even know to Ad blockers, ad blockers don't work on YouTube. No. They yeah, don't. Paper. Because I can't remember the last time I seen an ad on YouTube though. Because we don't have any. We don't have ads. We do not have ads. There's no ads that pandered pandered us. Like they don't they, there's no reason for us to have ads because all of the ads are there. You know? The only ads that come is like behemoth ads, like at the beginning of the video. And that's only if you turn your ad if if you turn the ads on. If you if you don't care about that then it's whatever. But we don't get ads. Yeah. So you started streaming, mm -hmm. so you started the balloons. When you got into the gaming element of it, I always, I always play video games. I love, I love playing video games. I used to get in trouble for playing video games. No, I'm talking about like when you started streaming with the games. 
Oh yeah, yeah. That's how I first started. Mm. I first started with video games, and then like I put the balloon element into it. And then when I did on Twitch, what I have now, like I keep adding things to it, and it, I try to make it as interactive as I can. Because one of the most interactive things that I have is okay. Let me let me start at the beginning. I have uh, one of my friends found this this um, website where this guy made a timer that goes off at a random time. Like you set the parameters, if you want it to go off within three hours, it'll go off anywhere within that three hours. So you don't know when it can go off, and, and neither do I. So I have that going off in the background. So while I'm playing the game, no matter what I'm doing, if the timer goes off, I have to stop, and I gotta make a balloon. Mm. And I had so much funny shit happen. Like, I, like, there was one time I was in the middle of a boss fight, like literally, and the time it went off, like he was like this close to dying. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was crazy. Mm. A lot of funny things has happened, happened with it. So I just be like, all right, cool. That, that, that gives it an element of fun to it. And then I also have, I have the, I have you, um, I don't know if any, this could show my age. Mm. I don't know anyone knows the show Pee Wee Herman like that. Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, the name sounds familiar. Is the skinny dude with the gray suit, red tie, skinny white dude. Yeah. Yeah. So he had he had a TV show, and I think it was a kid show, and it was uh, he had this thing with a secret word. So if anyone said the secret word, everyone was like, ah, you know. <laughs> so I got a sound bite of that happening. That oh, you know, and I put that. I edited it in the stream. So now I have a secret word, so people could be typing and talking to the chat, but if they hit that word, then it goes off and now the person who got the word um, will, um, the person who got the word, they could now stop me from playing or, or, or make a balloon and they could tell me whatever they want me to make. And then I have like a Discord where people could put their suggestions for what they want me to make in the Discord, like with balloons and stuff. And then like I pause, I like either pause the game after the timer goes off or someone gets the word. And then I just have a, an area where I just make make the balloon that they want me to make or whatever. No. That would be the fun vibe. So I always, because I watch clips of streamers mm -hmm. on YouTube, but I don't know how people just do a five, four, five hour stream. But <laughs> when you play it, time just go, baby. Man, when you play in a game that you like, time does go. And I sometimes, what I want to start doing a lot more of now, after I finish Elden Ring, I want to do a lot more of those indie games because I, I find the fun is in those because I had one, I had, um, let me see, I had streams on, I think I have them on Facebook. I have to find a way to get them off of Facebook and put them on YouTube because I had streams where I was playing like, like games that you could like finish in like a day or like a couple of hours. And some of them were really good. They tell really good stories. And one of them I definitely want to play is one called Grease. It's, well, I think it's pronounced Gree, but it's it's a beautiful looking video game. And um, it's like this lady, like made out of watercolor. And the purpose of it is like, she's going through the five stages of grief. And you learn about that in the video game. One of the best games that I've ever done, and I think I, I love this because of, of, of what they did with the technology of it mm. and the lessons that were learned in it was playing Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice. It, it teaches about mental health. You, you're playing as this woman who has um, psychosis 
and this why I love this so much was because of how they introduced what the sensation is like they used everything for everything in technology to get this to work so when you play the game the first thing you 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 see, you see is that you're encouraged to play this with headphones you don't have to but you're encouraged to do so if you want the full experience so i just i got a pair of headphones got a pair of headphones put them on so she suffers with psychosis so she hears voices in her head while you're playing you're hearing the people whispering in your ear and like talking and saying different things. Sometimes they shouting, sometimes they stay crying, sometimes they saying different things. But it's like, wow, like is this what people with this problem actually go through? It's fun. It's, it's crazy, you know. And that was that was a sin. That was that was eye opening for me. Like, and I learned that in a video game. And I love that video games can be used as tools to like help people learn things. And and that that was one of those that was one of those aha moments for me. I did, I I really enjoyed that, and it made me like I have a video now on YouTube where I talked to um, I think his name is Doctor Emmanuel. I can't remember. I think that's his name. Is one um doctor. He's a psychotherapist, hmm. and he and I spoke to him and I spoke to my life coach, uh, Stanya Davis, um, and. I told him about the game and we did a video like I talked to them about like how mental health is looked at in the Bahamas and stuff like that and like how avenues like a video game can actually help people to understand like what it is and I think more people need to play that I think a lot more people need that way they'd understand that like these people you can't just be calling them crazy but it, this is actually something that's going on with them you mm. know what I'm saying and man like that was that was that was eye opening like really and I think I think I'm glad that I actually got to play that and stream it. It was it was fun. That's amazing. So, what do you think is the future of streaming? The future of being a magician, being a magician, being what's the proper term of people who make use balloons and create a balloon twister, a okay, balloon, balloon artist. The future of, yeah. of a balloon artist. Uh, <laughs> in terms of magic, I just want to keep doing the the things that I'm doing right now. Um, I, I I wish me and Chris could do a show again. I would wish I would wish one of my biggest wishes was to maybe like, something like when the port finish that might be a great location. Maybe, but uh, we'd have to be indoors and then What I my biggest dream was to like buy someone's bar and just have a magic show there like every night, you know, and like. No, not every night, like every other night. You know what I'm saying? Like have, and I have like do the same thing Amy did. Like just have it open to whoever want to use it. Mm. Like like the stage area. Like I'd have a stage. I'd have like all sorts of stuff. I that's, that was that was one of the things I'd want to do. Like just buy someone's bar, and I don't want to buy. I don't want to rent the bar. I want to buy it. I don't. I don't believe in renting stuff. The only thing I I pay rent now, and that's only because I gotta live. But I would buy that and I'd live upstairs. That's what I would do. Hmm. I would I would pay them I like this is my building I paid money for this this is the deed this is everything in my name cool I go I go live upstairs that's what I would want to do but hmm. man I don't know babe but in terms of like doing balloons I still I I still do the same thing I'm doing still like get a couple more restaurants maybe or just you know keep keep just keep at it all the time because I like going to conventions. 
I have fun at, at, at the balloon conventions. I would love to. I I want to win um, one of the um, awards. I want to do the. I want to win either the three minute one or the twelve minute one. I want to. I want to do one of those. So, if I could win one of those, I'd be happy. But we'll see. Um, I'm still going to go to conventions. Still going to see all my balloon friends and stuff. And in terms of like streaming, I have ideas of where I want to see that go. Would you I, ever go to Rumble? Rumble? Uh, yeah. Which Rumble? No, Rumble, like that's another streaming platform with a lot of buying Twitch users. Uh, no. Nah, okay. nah I, I don't, I don't want to go to, I don't want to, I don't like going in places to become echo chambers. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? I want to like... I have this thing about myself where I feel like I have to stand out of uh, against everything else. That's that's what led me to everything that I've done in my life. Mm. I've done in my life. I became a magician because I wanted to stand out. I didn't want to do the same thing everyone was doing. I became a balloon artist. Same same reason. I started streaming on Twitch and trying to find ways to make money around it because I wanted it to be easy and accessible or whatever. I know I also wanted to stand out. I did not want to. Um, I didn't want to do the same thing and I, I want people to like understand that these are things that you can actually get done. You can't actually do these things, you just have to do the work and it requires some work, it, it requires a lot of work mm. and some self-discipline and you know, you got to be able to like ground yourself and whatever. But it's a journey and you should appreciate the journey for what it is and you know, the end result is just you becoming better, I guess. That's uh, that's the only thing I can say. I think the end result is just you becoming better. Hmm. Do you think do you think streaming would be easier if you had like a, a team around you? Or I think it would. I think it would. But I have I have I have my friends who help me. Mm -hmm. I wish I had I wish I had like people who could actually have, like have time. I don't I don't have I don't have the money for a team <laughs> because you have to pay them people. And trust me, if I was making the money, I'd gladly do that. But I would rather. I would much, yeah, I would much rather, like, if if I was to have a team, I would much rather it be my friends than just people who I pick up to be my, my team. I'd rather, like, one of my friends would be like, oh, well, I know how to edit videos, or I know how to do this, or I could just play on games with you, and I could be your moderator, and whatever. I want us to, like, be that, and then, like, I have enough like like, I make enough money to, like, give them a little something. You know what I'm saying? That's what I would rather. I don't, I don't want... People who I don't know doing all this stuff because then it becomes like a, it, it becomes, it becomes, it becomes, it gets boring to me then, mm. you know, because then there's so many expectations. Just like how you said earlier, you were saying that you was doing these, I think you was doing something and you was like, it would become yeah, a chore. Yeah, I was doing everything like a podcast and yeah. it a chore. Like. I don't want it to be a chore. Yeah. And the second I feel that, that me streaming on Twitch becomes a chore, I probably won't do it anymore. Oh, you take a break. You could take a break from something. Yeah. It don't matter how long that break could be. If it can help you in the long run, like it keep your mental and um, you know, in a good place. Take as long as you need. Get back up on the horse. Don't stay off the horse, but still take as long as you need until you feel like you're ready to get back on. You know what I'm saying? And with that, thank you, Mary, but more so, Magasso. 
The Bahamian Deku. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, you should write a whole comic like, yo, I took this word. It was meant for fun. Like, turn around for good. That's a whole Sunday sermon. I just said. <laughs> we got to thank Magasa for coming again. Through thank you for having me, man. I always wanted to do this. Yeah. I, I love You I didn't love see it on enough on TikTok. Yeah, I <laughs> see it on Instagram mostly. Uh, I see it on I, Instagram. The most has been like, yeah, I... Alright, I, I, I was always be looking at it, be like, oh, y'all, y'all just be talking all types of cool stuff, man. Yeah. Like all of the anime stuff and thing. I'd be like, yeah, I, I want yeah. So this is where we sort of kick it, obviously. Mm-hmm. Since a lot of, because he made me just realize a lot of the guests live close nearby the children's Yeah, studio. like so, I look on the map three minutes away, I'm like, wait, for real? Yeah. It's right we yeah. soon gonna have like a whole probably when I get to 100 episodes yeah. have a bunch of everybody come and I could give a speech and then we do like you know have a montage scene yeah. like everybody <laughs> <laughs> how you do it now so you can so you can cut it on the video how you be like <laughs> I like have somewhere everybody just come to take pictures or uh, something like that so, that'd be good know. that'd be good I'd come that'd probably be in the next few months when we cry we got this episode, this should be episode 90, so we Just let me know when the party is, that's all. All right, so we had eight more episodes. Eight more episodes. No, 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 no. We had nine more episodes until 100. Uh So probably around October time, my birthday, we can see. So until next time, thank you again, Magasa, for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate the knowledge and having your time. Always, man. You might see me on the streaming street soon. You see after I come from these cons. Oh yeah, you say you're going away to come. Yeah, I'm gonna go in the Momocon and this one, and then I'm gonna stay away from Momocon, baby. Stay away. Stay away from that woman, baby. What woman? Momo Kun. Oh, I will see <laughs> next time. <laughs> cool. well, but thank you again for coming to join us, sharing your information and your story. Mm-hmm. And we out. Hey, right. I see. Take it easy. Mm-hmm.